Welcome to Podula Rasa. I'm David Blank. And I'm Jim Esch. This is a podcast about finding something in nothing. In my dream, I was reading a book of poetry. At one page was a picture of an elephant trunk, split, cut into pieces. I couldn't tell if the order of the pieces was correct, but the idea was to read the trunk as I moved from image to image, flowing like water down the page, as if it was a line of Japanese haiku. The images began to look less like an elephant trunk and more like stone, and as I continued to gaze, I felt as though there was a flow of energy moving down the page, almost highlighting each image. The trunk was becoming striated rock. I closed the book and a voice issued from the book asking, got transcendence? I opened the book and looked at the page again. The energy was frozen on the first image. I read the book again, stopping again on the pulsating page. This time I selected the first image. The same question followed from the book, but then every time I reread the book, that page was frozen. It was done. I wanted to make another selection to see if I could finally transcend. It was like the Heisenberg uncertainty principle had been irrevocably invoked by something higher. Once a choice to observe the position of a particle was made, the chance to know anything about the movement of that particle is lost forever. Is that the lesson? To transcend through simply being, never trying to understand? To understand through pure not understanding? What magic is this life we lead organically, apparently alone on a speck of a world randomly plunked among the churning chemistry of the universe? Why are we driven to know while forever completely aware that the end always wipes clean the answer from the slate?
So that was a dream you had? That was a dream, yeah. My my wife got out of bed at five and like I I woke up and, and she and and she said to me, I'll go back to sleep. It's only five. And I was like, no, I have to write this down. So yeah, that's that's what happened. It was just very strange. I literally was dreaming that I was reading a book and it was like, you know, it was like a regular poetry book until I got to this one page. And then there were segments of an elephant's trunk going down the page like uh like japanese writing and as you went and i don't think i put this in my writing but as you went down it start it ceased looking like an elephant's trunk and it started looking more like water but then like literally right <laughs> that was what what killed me was when i when i closed the book <laughs> and it and like this voice came out of nowhere and uh said got transcendence <laughs> uh, i don't know <laughs> strange like one of those dreams you just you know you don't want to lose the second part was more as i was thinking about it so really the the dream kind of ended with the frozen page like because it you know i was trying to do it again and that's when i woke up and it was like i couldn't repeat i couldn't repeat it to try to you know, to try to transcend. <laughs> it's pretty profound stuff. Thank you. That's why I sent it to you. I thought, you know, you'll either like it or you'll, you'll write me and say, would you smoke something last night? Are you okay? <laughs> 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 but there's, there's a lot in that dream that just strikes me. Uh, let me just go through some of it liked how the trunk was turning into striated rock. Yeah. Like at first it's like moving like water down the page, but then it seems like it's solidifying. Right. Right. Well, the, the, it was like each image was like a, it was almost like a, like it was, it was a picture, like a pictograph and there was a space in between and the ones on the top were moving more than the ones on the bottom. It's like the ones on the bottom were just solid. I remember that really specifically strange. And then something you said here, let me find it. Well, when you, when you heard the voice asking, got transcendence, how, how did you take that? Like, what was your response to it? Well, I, I remembered thinking I have to read it again because the answer was no. <laughs> I thought I got to figure this out. What was it asked? Was the question asked in a kind of a mocking way, like, like, or or was it like truly curious? Like, have you 
did you see what you were supposed to see here? Did you transcend? I think or, that's what or, it was. That's what it felt like. It was like, did you get it? Did you get it? Yeah. But you felt like you didn't get it. Right. I knew I did back it. to the book again. Right. So then when you open the book, you did find that page, but you said the energy was frozen. It's like, does it mean that you couldn't read past that first? I couldn't select it. I couldn't select it. It's like, I literally, it's sort of like you're on an iPad in the, in the, you know, that page of the book was like an iPad. And I just, I selected that one to see if that was the right answer, but there was only one chance. So you didn't get back to the elephant trunk page. I did. No. You I, did. I did, but then I couldn't, I couldn't pick any of the other options to see if I had picked the right one. Maybe there were no other options. Maybe not. <laughs> or the Maybe other not. options are an illusion. Right. right. And it's like you were saying in your email back to me about thinking about Atman. And, um, you know, there, if you, you know, if you're true, if you're Buddhist, you believe that it doesn't end anyway. It's just, it just, you just move on to the next thing. Kind of like, if I understand it correctly, it's sort of like how you, who you are, who you were when you were Zeus and the Druids changed from that person into who you are now seamlessly. And that when you die, you'll change into the next thing, whatever that is. But that you're, that the Brahman that makes you, you, the life that comes through you, that is your Atman. Again, if I understand it right, I don't know. Well, I was researching this a little bit and research means for me, like looking at Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's all information, man. It is, and it's really like a lot of great information on Wikipedia. I have been reading this little introduction to Hinduism because I'm I'm trying to like clear books off my shelf. I'm like, okay, I want to read this and then pass it on. But and it's it's a very readable thing, and it's got like little segments from famous Hindu texts in it, like a little like a little mini anthology. But anyway, so I guess maybe that's planted the seed of Atman. Like, yeah. I was probably reading about it in that book, but this has kind of come up when I meditate. And um, I also watched a video with this guy. I think his name is Rupert Spira. He's, he's, he's clearly comes out of like a Hindu tradition. He's a British guy, but he's, he's the teacher and stuff. He has like a lot of YouTube videos, but um, so I was intrigued by this Atman. And I, as I was reading about, so Atman in the Hindu tradition, as I understand it, and my understanding is very limited. It's, it means it translates as true self. So right. it's, it's the true self that um, uh, is like your essence that is sort of beyond your material reality or material self. Right. Right. And it's then the thing that, that makes you, you that if you believe in reincarnation, which is what goes from you to the next you, the next version of you, if right. you will. Right. Yes. And then, then I, I sort of, that led me to this Buddhist concept of anatman, which apparently this is a big contrast between Hinduism and Buddhism. Mm -hmm. So anatman means non-self or that which is different from atman. So it's not atman. And like the, I guess the idea is there's no essence to yourself there's no permanent underlying substance called self in human beings that's a big difference than what the the hindu belief seems to be 
right? And then that got me thinking, and I've been meditating, and it sort of keeps coming up during meditation. And I know I probably shouldn't be dwelling on that when I meditate. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I think it's kind of like you get fixated on things, and it's like you're trying to figure out a puzzle. And but it, it's interesting, right, to think about it. And I'm even when I'm not meditating, I've been thinking about it and not knowing what I think about it. So what, what does it mean to not have a self? And as I read into that a little bit, like the Buddhists don't even agree on what Anatman means because there's various schools of Buddhism and they have their own takes on it. Does it mean, is it more like more in an atheistic kind of sense? Like you, there, you just literally have no self. Your self is an illusion. Like your Atman is just transient and there's no core and there's nothing that will outlive you like right now when when you pass away or is it something more like almost like just a refusal to to well let me let me put it this way because i'm here i'm reaching the limits of my knowledge but there there's a story that the buddha was asked by a disciple like about this question and is 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 this concept of the anatman true and the buddha didn't say anything just just smiled <laughs> of course you know like a typical buddha reaction like you know to to say there is no self is is almost as an extreme a position as to say that there is this true self right so this this gets me thinking like well okay well, i don't know what i think about it right but your dream made me think of it too in a way because when you said in the dream you said towards the end well first of all the uncertainty principle because i don't think it's really an answerable question to like when we think about ourselves. uh and also when you said, is that the lesson to transcend through simply being? Never trying to understand, to understand through pure not understanding. Right. That was making me think like, I'm trying to sort out all this stuff about whether I have an Atman or not, what that might be. But maybe uh, that's not the point. Like, you're, I'm never going to, get transcendence if I'm like fixated on that puzzle. Or maybe it's maybe like the idea with Atman and, and especially regarding this, it makes me think that, can you know, could like, it's almost like the narcissist story. Um, can you, can you know yourself without stepping outside of yourself? That which isn't the story, but the idea that <clears throat> I think this the story goes, uh, you know, that Narcissus looked down and and then the ocean looked back and or the or the lake looked or maybe now I'm confused. I just taught Narcissus this semester. I teach Narcissus all the time because I I do like segment uh, excerpts from Ovid's Metamorphosis where you find that story. Well, no, this is actually Paulo Coelho uh, in the Alchemist. Oh, he, he talks he, about it he talks about that story and he said, and he, his take on it was that the lake cried be, um, not because Narcissus left, 
but because it was only when Narcissus looked at the lake that he could see how beautiful he was or she, you know, right. the lake. So like he turns it around. And so it kind of made me like, that's a duality. That's kind of like what we're talking about here. That if, like, if you have this Atman, if, how can you know what it is without stepping outside of it? Like, can you really know it while it's you? You know, can, how do you can't look in the mirror and see your Atman? <laughs> Right. And yet I, I kind of feel like there, I, I sort of believe in this notion of a true self because like it helps me sometimes when I think when I'm maybe suffering from life problems or anxieties or just day to day shit and you get all caught up in that right. and uh, and then like or you're worried about what other people think of you. You worry about your self-image, like the self that you're putting out there to the world. And, 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 and you might be worried about success or making money or, or, you know, just the day-to-day -day stuff. And then like, there's there, I feel like there's this shadow self or this other self behind all that, that is my true self. That's like kind of reminding me, uh, don't sweat all that stuff. Don't worry about that. That's not really you. All that ephemeral stuff is just like you're just caught up in the world of illusion. Like that's part of your material self, but it's not your essence. Right. And the, the, here's another thing I wanted to run past you because you know more about chem, like uh, biochem stuff. Sure. Uh, I, I'm glad I thought of this. Like, I wanted to ask you this. So I was thinking about, okay, there was, you know, the gym from 1982, who was in a band called Zeus and the Druids for about a month. <laughs> and like that self, I think still lurks inside of me. And like, there's, you know, there's a, there's a continuity of selfhood that like runs from when I was born to now I'm, I'm 56 right? And there's a history there and there's a through line, there's a thread. Right. Uh, and, and yet, is it not true that like probably all the cells in my body weren't there when I was in 1982 or like, how do you even explain that? Yeah. Is that true? No, I, I don't know how to explain it. I think. But know, the cells do change like. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think every, I want to say five years. I think all the cells are completely different. All the atoms, I think even. I'm not positive about that, but I know, um, for example, if you smoke and you stop smoking, your lungs are pretty much back to the way they were before you started smoking in two years. Um, and, and your cancer risk is the same as, it was, as a non-smoker. So that's how long it takes for that, you know, for your lungs to regenerate. Um, as after some pretty heavy pollution. So, but I think it's five years, all the, all of the, I don't know if it's the cells, but it, I mean, it's, I don't know if it's just the cells. I think it's the, maybe the atoms. I can't imagine. I mean, things must replace. But that's right. But that's, yeah. it's also like the atoms in your brain. Yep. Right. And where yeah. your memories reside and where your sense of self resides so maybe your brain is just like an uplink um connecting <laughs> connection point to the universe 
you know, and this thing that makes you think you're you, it's like, we, you know, we're separate from everything. So we think we're separate and, but maybe really we're not. I think that's the only thing that makes sense to me. And it's kind of why I don't, I'm not really not concerned about dying because I don't think that it's, I don't think it's that bad. I think it's, you just change. Yeah. Which is maybe not a great attitude to have when, you know, when somebody close to you dies, because you're, you're trying to, you know, if you're trying to console somebody and you're like, no, 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 don't worry. They're really, they're still with you. It like, it doesn't really help them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think that is the question. How do you, where, where do you live inside your body or are you even in your body? Biochemically, I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't know where that is unless it, unless it exists in the nucleus of every cell and it's just, there's a continuity there. I don't know. Like where do, where do alpha waves come from when you, when you measure those in your brain? I, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. It's a real mystery. Yeah. To me. Like, and maybe, maybe the self is an illusion, like this thing that we sort of, we remember and like, okay, I have this history because um, memories can be false too. Like I, I'm all oh. constantly remembering things the wrong way. Big time. Yeah. And like, you're just constantly, it's like mostly imagination, I think like it's, so you're sort of constructing this image. It's, it's like Narcissus looking in the, in the pond. Right. Right. Like um the the pond image can't be narcissus like it's it's just a reflection or even a projection like he sees his image in there yep and and then he falls in love with it but he can't in in the ovid story he tries to woo the image like he tries to like embrace it and everything and he's he he's so upset that he can't uh, you know, have this be at one with this image he's fallen in love with that he just wastes away by the pond side and turns into a narcissus flower. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You should read. You should, have you ever read The Alchemist? I have not. No. You should check it out. And it's it's towards the beginning of the book. It's a he 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 turns it around in that way, like so that the it's the it's the lake telling the story. That's cool. Of, yeah. So I, I don't remember what the message was there. There's some, there's some message that he's presenting. Um, I should read it again. But to come back to your dream, like, were you, were you sort of frustrated that you weren't transcending and that you couldn't get back beyond this one selection that you'd made? Like, I'm just curious. Well, what it was really quick. You know, it was like one of those things where you wake up and you remember something and it, like I remembered it all in that moment when I woke up. So I, I don't, I don't know if I was disappointed or anything like that, but I just, um, you know, really what I remember is thinking I have to get up and write this down. <laughs> I can't forget this. This is too, it was too vivid. It's meaningful. Yeah. It something was, meaningful in it. And to understand through pure non-understanding. I mean, that's a great line. Thanks. And you know, the, also the question, why are we driven to know while forever completely aware that the end always wipes clean the answer from the slate? 
like it, it, it makes me think about now i've been thinking about knowledge a lot too like what does it mean to know something like it's right. it's like if you possess a thought you you express understanding it i mean how long does that last i mean everything changes all the time anyway like it's it's almost like a con to think that you know anything yeah or do, once again to get kind of stuck on that like i have to know or i have to know what it means to transcend or i have to know what myself is or my atman or my anatman or or whatever it's like uh i don't even know if it matters well there you go that's the ultimate thing it probably doesn't I mean, you know, I teach astronomy and we're, we're in week eight right now of this class and uh, which is the last week. <clears throat> and it's where the students realize that you'll never, you, because the universe is expanding at a increasing rate, you can never look beyond the boundary of the universe. You'll never literally never, even if you have the strongest telescope in the world, you could never see beyond that boundary. So it's like, so the question is, what is the universe expanding into? You know, it starts out as a single point, blows up, and it's going and going and going. And then, but what is it? What is it even going into? And the answer is, you can't ever know. We will never know. And if it's a, because if it's a, if it's an open universe, then it keeps expanding and it gets faster and faster. So even if somebody was at the edge of the universe and sent a signal back, it would take so long to get here that by the time we got it, it would be old news. And if it's a closed universe, eventually the gravity will take over and it crunches it all back down anyway. And, and if that happens, any anything, us, I mean, we all turn into nothing again. So, yeah, I mean, it's it doesn't matter. None of it matters, really. <laughs> that's that's maybe what the lesson is, I think. Like maybe nothing matters and that's that's okay right exactly exactly because that's the nature of everything yeah or yeah this whole question of an atman like i i do like the concept of a true self i i i i'm still playing with that concept but to me that true self is is something that almost exists out of time. I don't know if you want, if it's some kind of a metaphysical plane or something, if you want to go there, but it's like the, the self I am right now is going to be obliterated when I die. Like I'm pretty convinced of that. Right. Really? Like, well, I mean, I'm dead. I'm dead. I don't have my thoughts anymore. And I, I waste away. Yeah. And, and, but but I did exist in time and space. I had thoughts. I had emotions. Like I made things. I imagined things that went maybe somewhere that exists like out of time. Right. Yeah. So is that what they mean by Atman? And, and is that the part that persists? And then like, if you believe in reincarnation, which I'm not sure I do, is that what, is that what kind of like, reinvest itself in another cycle yeah. of life. I mean, all, all I have on that is my personal experience, you know, kind of, and it's not really through death necessarily, but, you know, haven't you ever had that, ex the experience of you're thinking about somebody and they call you? Oh, I, that happens a lot. Yeah. Or, um, <clears throat> um, 
I mean, in, in terms of death, um, very frequently when I go to visit my father's grave with my mom, a train comes by and blows its whistle twice, which, hmm. which happened the first time that we went, like didn't happen when we buried him, but it happened the first time that we went to visit the grave afterwards. Um, I also saw a very unusual kind of rainbow the first time that we went to visit his grave. And I, I've only ever seen it after that point. It was, it's like a, you know, you think of a rainbow kind of like a big arch in the sky. This was like just a circle with, with, with like stripes. Mm. It's an actual kind of optical thing that people see, but I'd never seen it before. And now I seem, I see it quite frequently. And like, it always makes me think of him. Is it him? I don't know. You know, or does he have anything to do with the train schedule in Providence, Rhode Island? I don't know, <laughs> but, but it's, but it's happened enough that it's become like a running joke almost with my mom. She's like, yeah, oh, there's dad, <laughs> you know, it's, so I, I kind of think there are connections like that. And I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I know what you mean when you say that, you know, when you die, you, you're, you're just, it's just over. But I, I think that thing that makes you, you, that Atman, it, I think it goes somewhere. I think it, I think it, I think it returns back to the universe and becomes part of the universe that isn't disconnected from itself like we are, or like we think we are, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's kind of like we're human beings. I mean, we, we know a lot of things and we're, you know, we have big brains, but no, we don't know, much. we don't, we don't, every, we don't know everything. We're right. limited. So, we have this kind of limited notion of time and space of what that is, but that doesn't mean it's actually that way. And so oh, I no. do, I do sort of believe that there's more to the picture than what we're capable of even, even imagining. So I'm open to that idea that something persists. Right. It's just something, it, it could be like out of the realm of time and space. I can, so like I said, I, I just call it metaphysical, sort of like it's with the physical or above it or below it or sort of other than it, but it's, it's a reality, some kind of a reality. Right. Um, because it's sort of like you get clues, you get clues of this, like when you have a powerful memory or in your dream life, even like things that, like there was no poetry book that it was in your head. It was in a dream. It was a right. figment of your imagination. Yeah. And yet it was very real. Yeah. So real that you needed to write about it because you knew it was, it was. It felt important. important. Yeah. It felt important. Um, I think something you said struck me this let's say let's say you could quantify atman as a unit as a some quantity of energy because in this universe the, from a scientific perspective all we have is energy and matter that's number 1 but then number 2 if you if you believe science <laughs> there's this conservation of both of those things you can't lose them they always are around. They're always interconverting, maybe, but but they don't go away. Like like uh, if you have a tank of gasoline and you drive somewhere and you until you're you run out, 
the gasoline's not in your tank anymore, but you got from point A to point B and you turned out a whole bunch of CO2 and water along the way. So like all those atoms that were in your gas tank still exist, but they exist somewhere else. And the whole universe is like that. From the moment of the Big Bang until right now, when the universe started, it had the same amount of energy and matter that it has in it right now. So if you, if you consider that and then consider your life, consider your body, or, you know, or how your life or your Atman or your, your spirit or whatever, it, it's all together, maybe your body dies and decomposes, but the other stuff... So when it decomposes, it goes into other forms, you know, other, you know, the atoms and molecule, the molecules change and that's what chemistry does. But that spirit or the Atman or whatever that makes you, you, I just don't feel like it can go away. I think it changes, you know, I mean, but I don't think it, I don't think it's gone. Well, where does entropy come into this? Entropy is randomness. Um, The idea that any system in the universe will all, if you follow it over time, will go towards a state of randomness. So, um, you know, if you have a glass of water, it's an, it's an ordered, there's an ordered collection of water in there. Over time, it will either evaporate or someone will drink it or it'll spill over. But once those things happen, all those molecules will be very much more randomized than they were before. Um, so, it, so entropy of the unit—that's that's like a fundamental principle—is that in science is that entropy always increases. The overall entropy. So you could say, you know, my room's a mess. I'm going to clean it up. Therefore, I've I have decreased the entropy in my room, which is true. But in the overall entropy of the universe, everything is has grown. So it depends on how you define. But it doesn't. Thing. It doesn't violate that law of the conservation of energy at all. No. <clears throat> no. Mm-hmm. No. Hmm. Do you have you ever felt like you've experienced transcendence after meditation? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Is it something you can describe? Um, it's a feeling like, um, for me, in in like the the front of my brain feels like it's kind of like pulled forward a little bit, maybe. Like if I'm sitting, meditating, really comfortable, and I just settle in, and you you know your your thoughts, you just let your thoughts go. At some point, they go away, and it's just quiet. And if I and when that ha- when when that happens, and I open my eyes, I realize that I'm seeing everything in a very different way. And that I to me, and it has this this feeling in my like my frontal lobe, if you will. I don't I don't know. I can't describe it anything other than that. Mm-hmm. But it's like a, it's like a, it's just a feeling. Uh, to me, that's what transcendence is. And I and then I have a sort of a, a different outlook on things for a while. And that's why they tell you to, to meditate twice a day is because if you, if you transcend every time, then you know, you'll, you'll carry that with you. Mm. Have you felt? 
I don't know if I have or not. I, I I don't even know if I could call it that. There there were some moments last summer when I think I may have had some moments during meditation where that came across, and I, um, but I don't know if I can quite describe it. I don't think I've been feeling that lately, but uh, I mean the meditation's going fine and in fact i'm doing it for like longer stretches now and the time is i'm always like surprised when the the sound goes off to conclude the meditation i'm like wow that was a half hour or that was 34 minutes like uh, where did that time right. when, which is a good feeling like i i think that's a sign that it's sort of um you know something good's happening but um yeah i don't know like i I don't know. I'm not sure what transcendence looks like, I guess. Not yet. To me, it feels very peaceful. If that's what, in it's, fact, what is it, it quiet? It's, it's like a silence. Is yeah, it like like the, a silent awareness or something? For me, yeah, there's, there's a peace and like uh, things that were bugging me before maybe or just don't matter anymore. You know, they're just, they're just put away. Um, and actually, uh, maybe if that's if that's what transcendence is, and if we do make a podcast out of this, and somebody wants to prove me wrong, please send us a send us an email to podularasa gmail .com. But I had an experience the other day where I I literally woke up out of a meditation, so it, which it always feels like waking up to me. But I, I came out of it, and I had an insight on how to do my work. I hadn't been thinking about work. I'd been, I don't even remember what I was thinking about, but I know it wasn't work. It was, it was something more personal. And I went down to my computer and I, I just, I figured out this method that I had literally popped into my head as I came out of the meditation. And it has made my functioning for, for two of the schools that I work at so much easier. Like I almost feel like, um, like I could I could almost double my workload right now, and it wouldn't mm. it wouldn't be stressful for me, because I I figured out how to not make it stressful, you know, through mm. through organizing on on an Excel spreadsheet. But I'd never like I'd I've used spreadsheets before for these classes too, but I never used it the way I'm doing it now. And just the the way that I'm tracking these classes now, it's like when I log out, I'm done. You know, and I'll check my email at regular intervals, answer questions, whatever. But like, I have fulfilled my obligation. There's like, there's no, there's no, um, there's no concern that I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's one of the things about when you work online, like I do, and especially at different places, every, every place has different rules. And I forget a rule every now and then, and you know, yell <laughs> right. at my boss. You know, didn't. How do you keep that straight? <laughs> yeah. It, well, most of the time, it's it's just right there, and I do it. But like, I you know, I'll forget something. But um, this just takes that com and it completely like makes it not even an option because I I open my spreadsheet, I click from tab to tab to tab, and do the thing I'm going to do, and and it's good. And, it, and it's at least so far, I mean, because I went from teaching uh, two classes at one school to teaching five and it, it got easier. So, cool. you know, for me. 
and the meditation sort of opened up that space so that you I think could, so, yeah. Like solve that problem. It did, yeah. And I wasn't really particularly thinking about it. I mean, I must have been. But it's like I woke up and I thought, well, why don't I do this and why don't I do that? Like, you know, of course. Yeah. But yet for two and a half years that I've been working at this school, I never thought about that. <laughs> you know? Boom. Those, that, those moments happen to me when I meditate sometimes, like, and lately I've been doing this sort of these roughly half hour meditations. So the first 15 minutes is pretty cluttered with a lot of noise. And then that second half of the meditation is usually where things calm down and I, and I'm sort of exist in the quiet better. Right. And, and I'm better able to let go of the thoughts as they come through. But sometimes I'll come out of meditation and I'll write a haiku or the haiku will come like in the middle of the meditation. And then I make sure I write that down. Sometimes it's a problem. It's like a solution, like you mentioned, like some, some idea like, oh, I should try this with the class or, uh, or like, oh, I need to get in touch with this person. I haven't been, I haven't written them in a, in a while right. uh, or it could be some idea for the podcast or something like uh, th those have been coming up a lot and it's not the reason why I'm meditating. It's like, I'm not trying to control anything. It's like that stuff just kind of wells up, right. but I don't know if I would have thought of them if I hadn't had this quiet time. And, uh, but last summer I was having some really good meditations. I think it was because I was doing it with my hearing aids in. So I was in the, the windows were open and stuff. So I could, I'd hear the birds and like noises outside and the wind and the rain and whatever. And like, there were times where I almost just, you know, analogies are always imperfect, but I, I kind of felt like a bowl yeah. and it was like an empty bowl but then these things were coming from outside, just kind of like filling mm -hmm. in that bowl. Wow. And great. it was a great feeling. Yeah. It was a great feeling. And that, that, was, that was where I felt like more like anatman, maybe like non-self. Right. Maybe not, not, not self, but maybe non-self. Like, but like you're sort of being in the moment, but like you're with everything else is, is part of you. Like you, you are that, and that is you, right? And so that stuff was filling in. Yes, the empty vessel. Interesting. But I think over the winter that's been happening less because I'm just basically sitting in the recliner and I don't put my hearing aids in in the morning. The windows are shut, right. heat's on, and it's it's just a different like tone right. to it. But as it gets warmer, I'll probably start going back upstairs on the third floor. It's a really nice, quiet room, and it's it's a good place for things like that to happen. <laughs> You're like up above; it's like three floors up. Yeah, and it's okay. uh, you're sort of above the fray. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Wow, that's very cool. But that's the cool thing about it. Every day is different. Every day is sort of a unique experience. There's, there's, there's continuity, yeah, but it's like it, does, it never gets old. It doesn't get boring for me. Like what's going to happen today? Well, it's productive. <clears throat> but it's interesting. Like I never thought about it as a, as, as a bowl. 
it for me it's always like i'm i'm emptying my mind of the thoughts rather than you know having the, everything else fill me in right well that it, it's about it, that. it's it is like that it's like first i kind of empty myself yeah that that's what the the meditation is kind of like clearing all that stuff out and then it's not that it fills up right away with other stuff. It's just, I notice these other things like happening. Right. Cause there's now space. It's, it's just like a different way of being in your environment mm-hmm. where you, sometimes it's just like you notice your breath, like, or something. Right. Or, or whatever. Hmm. Just a different analogy. I'm yeah, sure you've had, I, the same, you've had the same feeling. I like it. I like. It. I just never thought about it like that. That's cool. That's very cool. Well, yeah, that was good. Yeah, I feel like we just figured out the meaning of life or something. <laughs> meaning and non-meaning. <laughs> not life. <laughs> understanding through not understanding life and not life. Right. Yeah, it's like the duality. You just can't get away from it. That's the problem, isn't it? Yeah. Either right. or. Right. It's never either or. Yeah. for listening to Pajla Rasa. If you'd like to subscribe to the podcast, go to anchor.fm or Spotify or Apple Podcast or Google Podcasts or your favorite podcasting application. Sign right up and you won't miss any new episodes. If you'd like to send us feedback or show suggestions, send them to pajlarasa at gmail.com. You can also go to our website, pajlarasa.com. It's our WordPress And there you will find some cool extra goodies, such as The Modern Poets I Ching by Tom Williams. We've rescued that from the Internet Archive and uh, reformatted it and put it back up online so people have easy access to those poems and hexagrams. And uh, until next time, be well, and thank you all for listening.